Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum is on the air. Never send to know for whom the bell tolls. It tolls for thee. Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum is a call to arms for those American patriots who, in the tradition of our founding fathers, will stand up now to defend the Constitution and the liberties that it guarantees to each citizen, to each of us. That is our mission, to explain in a clear and concise manner the direct effect of each issue on the individual, on you personally, not some anonymous being in a distant place, and to define in no uncertain terms the consequences of inaction. Let the battle begin. My guest on Freedom Forum Radio is Robert Joseph Walters, noted author and educator. Uh, Another chapter in your book, which I found very interesting, is the chapter on Islam. Uh, How is that affecting education and uh, indoctrination? You know, I was surprised when I read in in states like Michigan, we've got a high Muslim population. And in some of the eastern states, the Muslim group um, organization, they kind of took, they kind of got themselves organized and took control of the education system. And actually even taught the kids how to get on the knees and, and do a, a, a Muslim prayer and say uh, something about Allah. And yet in, any mention of Christianity or Christ or God was totally forbidden. But that's been the spearhead by these Muslim groups that have gotten involved in a number of school districts back in Michigan and back east in the eastern states. And it's bad. Watch those, out. Those Muslim communities have become really self-imposed ghettos have they not in yes. which sharia law is, is what runs that those ghettos um and sharia law is very most definitely well certainly anti-christianity but also anti-unconstitutional right it is and we give we, we let them come in here as immigrants and 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 then they they do what they can to start turning the country around and bring it into the muslim faith and under their dictatorship it's just wrong another group working for their own interest not for america's interest you know that's really isn't their plan i mean they they, they have done that for centuries and that oh, yeah. very thing they've infiltrated societies increased their numbers until they have enough influence to take over that has been a historical fact uh, as i'm sure you well know but you know great britain is especially and europe are having enormous problems yeah. with this um i i interviewed uh, a month or so ago paul golding who's the founder and leader of britain first and that's one of their major major planks they they continually are showing boatloads boatloads of Im- of of muslim in- immigrants uh and the government is just putting them up in hotels feeding them taking care of them while their own people the british people are basically forgotten. Their health system is deteriorating and disintegrating. Um, there's inflation, and yet these boatloads, and by, they're coming in by the hundreds and hundreds, uh, put up in what used to be hotels, used to be apartment houses. Um, and they, again, have their own 
government. In their, their own government, own. yeah, their own culture. You, you see in France, the 40,000 people that have been arrested so far, burning thousands of homes and businesses and beating up non-Muslim people. And that's a terrible riot going on, mainly mainly thrusted by the Muslim community, immigrants in France. So let me ask you, can you explain critical race theory? What is the basis of that? What are, what are they talking about and how does it affect our education? Well, critical race theory was designed, from what I read, by the socialists who wanted to find some way to divide America's culture. They couldn't do it by class because middle class, lower class, upper class, class is not a big issue in the United States. People all think of themselves as middle class or they soon will be middle class. There's not a lot of hatred between those groups. So they found that by historical standards, going back 100, 200 years, there's more antipathy between blacks and, and whites and maybe the Latinos. And so they said, let's focus on that. Let's make that the issue to divide this country and create the chaos and division so that America is not unified. And they grow to hate each other in all aspects, all the different races blaming each other. And you see a lot of the demonstrations and beatings going on, people beating up Asians, people beating up white people. And <laughs> and it's it's all being fostered by this hatred mentality being fostered in the schools and in the public media. Public media is right behind it as well. So obviously one of the problems is, is that all of this stuff finds its way into textbooks. Yes. Uh, and, and really uh, that's, I know that people have been fighting that there are groups which try to examine uh, textbooks that are being used in, in schools. Uh, and it seems like an uphill battle. Aren't there some, national companies that are responsible for making all these these books and some of the local school boards just sort of sign on and buy them? Well, I'll tell you, so far as the banning of books in the libraries and in the schools that have to do with transsexual or sexual uh, education, things that are totally anti-American are being banned in a widening battle. They haven't won it yet everywhere. But I'd say about 40% of the school districts have eliminated such books out of their system. We've got a long way to go for the other 60%. But the, the fight has gone on. And we're getting rid of, I think in Texas, they get rid of 48,000 different books, hard to believe, in the state of Texas, that were deemed inappropriate for young people to be reading. Not just about sex education, but racial faddle and, and all the different aspects that the liberals are pushing on these kids. You know, I was at a a meeting today where some parents showed up a, a book that they found in their school library, and I forgot the title of the book. But the purpose of the book was to uh, promote uh, transgender acceptance, and uh, it was the the story was and the picture. It was a picture book with words, and the pictures were of kids. There was a brother and a sister, and the sister was older. And the brother was younger and the sister was sad or not feeling was feeling sad. And the brother spent the first part of the book trying to cheer her up and was not successful. And so finally he asked his sister, his older sister, uh, why she was what, what was going on? Why was she so upset? And she said to him, well, instead of being your big sister, I'd really rather be your big brother. And then yeah. that's how the story went. And yeah. then, of course, at the end of the book, there were links to websites 
of where they should go, kids should go to get to find out more about transgender um, issues. Yeah, transgenderism is totally forbidden in China and in Russia, but they foster it here as much as they can. And again, the purpose is to destroy this country and society. It used to be that only one or two percent of the kids were, quote, transgender 20 years ago. Today, they did a survey of young people in the eight to 12 year old bracket. 30, 25, 30 percent believe they are transgender. And you've got to be kidding. That means they won't be having any kids. They're going to get their breasts cut and their their bowels removed and get those drugs in themselves. And they won't be able to have, they won't be able to be mothers and they won't be able to be fathers. And it's deliberate. They know that's the case. Let's kill them with the drugs or kill them, kill them with these treatments that's going on so they can't reproduce. And again, it weakens America more and more each year. It's really incredible to me that anything like that could be allowed in schools, especially elementary schools. Yeah. But we hear these stories all the time. You used, you used to go to jail for doing that. If you did it like 20, 30 years ago, you'd go to jail for pornography in front of young kids. <laughs> they don't do it anymore, but I mean, it's, it used to go to jail if you did that. So what about college crazies and intolerance? One of the chapters in your book, what's that about? Well, College crazies, I, I focus on a lot of these schools. They, the DEI, is it, that's diversity, equity, and, and, and inclusiveness, has become the motto of a lot of the colleges. And they, they discriminate against white kids coming in and white teachers. They have to have, uh, uh, ironically, then they, at the same time, they offer uh, housing segregated by, by race. Here's the black housing. Here's the white housing. You got to be kidding. Who's the racist here? But the colleges, by and large, are focusing heavy on DEI, and it's a real syndrome that's bad. Some of the colleges are bouncing against it, finally. But your Yale, Harvard, and the rest of the big big universities are pretty solid. And they're producing the teachers that are going into these schools, teaching these kids the wrong way of life. And taking they're also becoming the leaders of corporate America which is why all the money is coming out of corporate America to finance leftist and socialist activity because these, these business leaders are coming out of college fully indoctrinated by the college. My guest on Freedom Forum Radio is Robert Joseph Walters, noted author and educator. So if you look at the overall system now of education, and schools and our students. Where do you think stand, things stand now in your overview? Where are we in this in this battle? Well, as I said earlier, we, we've maybe we're 20, 30 percent of the, the way turning it around, a long way from even half of it turning around. We need to turn it all around. But so far, we're on 20, 30 percent. We are beginning to get more parents involved to run for school boards and take over the school boards. And that's but historically, they weren't doing that. In California, they, they had a school board election two years ago, and they had 2,200 seats in school boards unopposed by the Democrat liberals who were taking, who, who got elected. There was no Republican or conservative running against them. No moms. Moms for Liberty has done a whole lot to turn that around. It's one of the great organizations that are doing a lot to get people on the school boards and, and stop this insanity from taking place. 
you know, you and I are, have a history to look back on. Uh, and one of the major failings to me of the school system is they are not teaching true history. Because when you understand what has happened in the past and you understand why it's happened, maybe you might just think, I don't want that to happen again. I agree. That's why I support groups like We the Kids, which helps give history books and, and good lessons out to parents who want to maybe teach the kids when they're home and from school at night the real history of America and be proud of the country and its founding. And they sent out these books and these lessons. And uh, it's a great, great organization. WeTheKids.us. People should look them up. They're one of many groups like like Moms for Liberty that are moving this thing in the right direction. A little bit at a time. But at the present pace, I hope in maybe 10 years we can have this turned around dramatically and end it. You know, um, I, this is where, where we are is a very rural area. Um and we have a very, very large homeschool population here. And those are the kids, I think, which are really have a head start against yeah. what's going on here. Because they, they're taught uh, morals. They're taught uh, from everything from that standpoint. They're taught reading and writing and arithmetic. They're taught history because that's the kind of curriculum that these parents here understand is important. Uh, I guess we have to try to get that kind of curriculum into the public schools. Yeah. Well, ironically, when I worked on the school choice initiative out here in California, it got defeated trying to get it on the ballot. Ironically, it was opposed by Homeschoolers Association, Charter School Association, and the Catholic Church. And I said, why? Why did you not support this? You would have had the funds to have all these students come out of the public schools into your facilities. And the reason they all said is, well, with government money goes government control. Yes, but these are constitutional amendments. Let's write something in the constitutional amendment on the ballot so they are forbidden to do anything to, to correct uh, curriculum or, or, or manage the thoughts and process of the private schools, the, the charter schools, and the homeschoolers. Write it up so that it's free and secure. So far, they haven't done it, but hopefully they will, because without their support, you're not going to get – only some states have done homeschooling, about five – about seven or eight states so far. But homeschooling option to public schools should really be everywhere in the whole country. And hopefully somebody like Trump, if he doesn't go to jail, should be able to get that done. You know, I've over the last year or so, I've interviewed, uh, I've done some interviews um, in people who have long range plans and say, we can do this and we'll take, it'll take 10 years or 15 years or whatever. My question to you is, do we really have that kind of time? Well, we do and we don't. I mean, to think that we're going to turn it around in one year is unrealistic. And it, it's, it, it makes for defeat in your mind if you can't see it happen in one year. But if you have a 10-year plan to take the steps needed to take control of the school districts and school boards and also the crazy politicians that are pushing these programs, like Biden, then it, it won't happen instantly. But at least it'll happen within a, a 10 or 12 year span of time. It can't happen in one year. It's too much, too fast. I wish it could, but we got to do what we can. We can't slow up. We can't stop. You know, if I said to you, my my view of, of obviously, our founders expected us to govern ourselves 
uh, in a moral way, and that government should be local. I mean, that's always been one of the primary tenets that comes from the Constitution. They didn't expect the federal government to do 90% of what they've done. It's all it's all authority that has been stolen. Yeah. And you know how it's been stolen. And if I were to say this to you, I want your comment. As far as I'm concerned, we currently live in a tyranny. We're, we live in a tyranny right now. Uh, and it's a tyranny of the bureaucracy, of the law profession, and of the judicial system. And that's and really... And the media. And the media. But when we get into that, we go back to the ultimate evil of our time is that the wealthy elite, not only in this country, but everywhere, the wealthy elite are the ones who are funding all of these things with billions and billions of dollars that we can you know. Doesn't make sense to me. I I don't get the logic to it. I don't. you're, You're correct in what you see. And it is a fact, but I'm shocked that they would behave this way when it's <coughs> capitalism brought them the wealth they got. Well, that, that's like I said, I mean, that is really that's it's just very curious to me uh, when you see these people. And, you know, I have I'm a free market guy, private property and free market. Those are gold standard. And I don't care how much money someone earns if he does it. Legally, I'm not talking about people who steal. Yep. But if you you form a business or you invent something or you whatever you do and you earn a ton of money, I think that's great. It shows other people that they have hope that they don't that they can earn money too. But these people then turn around and they think because they have the money, they can tell the rest of us how to live, and they can use their funds to force us. To do that, you start thinking of all the programs and all the agendas that we're now subject to. They're all funded by these wealthy people. It doesn't make sense to me. Well, if you look at China and Russia, the leaders are all part of that elite millionaire class that runs the countries in both cases. (laughs) Same as they're trying to do in this country. It is the wealthy who run China and the wealthy who run Russia. And that's what they're trying to do here, too. I, I I don't get the logic to it at all, but that's the reality. So what else would you like to tell me? Sum up your thoughts. Let me know where you stand on all of this. What do we do? How do we do it? And what hope do we have? We got to get involved in the process. Local elections for school boards, speak up, pay attention to what the kids are learning, have homeschooling or have something that does more offset with what they're being taught in schools. Get the churches involved. There's a real effort now to get the churches and preachers back involved in doing this battle. They've been in the past. They've been kind of who oh, we don't want to be involved in politics, but Vision Vision Services has, has got about two hundred churches so far committed to doing religious dialogue with their parishioners to get involved and stop this trend going on. So ministers is one area. Um, again, aside from local battle with the school boards and so forth, and otherwise, just be be attentive, be watching what's going on. Don't assume everything is good because it's not good. Look for what's bad and take steps to correct it. Join these groups and these organizations to help you get it done. Our guest on Freedom Forum Radio has been Bob Walker, noted author and educator. And I want you to get his most recent book, Indoctrination or Education, available on Amazon. Uh, I think it's important you read this. Uh, We've talked about a lot of subjects, but he goes into great depth uh, in the book and gives you 
groups that you should join, references that you should look at. And he gives you the tools that uh, we all need because, as Bob said, if we sit on the sofa, nothing happens. Don't you think we should get off the sofa? It's time. Move or die. Take your pick. <laughs> Thank I you, say Bob. we do the battle. Thank you, Bob Walker, for being a guest on Freedom Forum Radio. You keep up the battle, too. You do a good job. And that concludes another episode of Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum. Join the battle on our website, www.drdansfreedomforum.com. The rights to own private property that cannot be arbitrarily confiscated by the government is the moral right and constitutional basis for individual freedom. Yeah, everything gonna be all right this morning.